Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Herbie, let's duck, duck, go. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Let's go now. You fired the first shot. Let's go, man. Jason Leisure. I'm here in the studio at The Score. This is a very, very special honor for you. Co-host of the Sports Adjacent Podcast. I don't really like doing the radio, man. Yes. I don't like doing sports radio like the typical. That's why I've wanted to be on your show because your show is, uh, what's the word for it? Interesting. His takes will leave you speechless. It feels like there is some hateration and holleration in the century because I do feel like mm. Jason and, and Tony, there's a little bit of hate there. I'm not sure what holleration means. I'll just be upfront with that. <laughs> I can figure out hateration. I'm not sure about holleration. Jason Leisure on the Lawrence Holmes Show on the score. Jason Leisure joins me on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline. Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. I didn't think about it, but I guess there's the possibility, Mr. Leisure, that you could see Mary J. Blige talking about hateration and holleration because she's part of the halftime festivities at the Super Bowl, which you are covering right now in Los Angeles. Yes, Lawrence, that's correct. I am out here to uh, file a thorough report on holleration, and hopefully there's a press conference. There's usually a, uh, a halftime performance press conference on Friday, so I'd like to get in there and uh, get a good front row seat, you know, put on a nice, freshly ironed pair of khakis with my shirt tucked in, get the mic and say, yes, question for Mary, uh, Jason Leisure, Chicago Sun-Times. What exactly is holleration? <laughs> it wouldn't be one of the worst questions that's been asked in those press conferences. It, it, probably, it might be. It'd be up there. No, it would not. It would not. Trust me. I, I've worked with people who've asked far worse questions at, at those press conferences. And uh, that would be fun. Well, what's it been like this week down there or out there in L.A.? Oh, well, there hasn't been much yet. I got in last night. And uh, throughout the week, though, there's been – the beginning of the week was virtual access. So you, you're talking to the Rams and Bengals people on uh, on Zoom, which is not great. I mean, you wait – you have Sean McVay on there for 45 minutes, and you're just hoping you get a question in. And finally, I get one at, like, minute 42 or minute 43, and you're going to get one question and – 
you pretty much got to do your whole column off that. Plus, maybe you get lucky and somebody else asks about something you want to know. But I find both these teams very interesting as they pertain to the Bears. Um, the Rams, I think, are such an obvious comparison for the Bears because both teams believed themselves to be in roughly the same place back in 2018 and have gone totally different directions. The Rams, an example of if you made every right move after that. The Bears, an example of if you made every wrong move after that. And then the Bengals probably have a lot more in common with the Bears as far as an organization. And they hit jackpot on the quarterback. And this is a team that, you know, is known for being cheap, does not have all the pieces in place personnel-wise. Uh, you saw this week they didn't even have an indoor bubble to practice in. They had to go over to the University of Cincinnati. This is like a budget-operating franchise and has a lot of flaws, but they got the quarterback right, and here they are. It's not just that they got the quarterback right. I wonder if philosophically – they did something that, I mean, look, it's a new regime now for the Bears, so I'm not going to hold them accountable for what happened. But they also kind of turned things over to Joe Burrow when he walked in the door. It, it wasn't just, hey, here's a guy that can compete for a job. It's, no, 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 yes. he's our yes. quarterback, period. 100%. Yes, you could not, you're so right when you say that. They were, they, he was their guy. We were going to ride it out with him. There's not even a conversation. They're not running around signing Andy Dalton or, you know, whatever. Um, and I think that it's a year late, but that's what's going to happen with Luke Getze and Matt Eberflus with Justin Fields. I think that's what they're going to do. I think they're going to treat him like an actual franchise quarterback, and they are going to design the offense around him. I mean, you even have him being in the room for, hey, I know that we probably need help on the offensive line. Get me my guy, Jamar Chase, and we are going to make things happen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Justin Fields, Joe Burrow hadn't earned that by any means. He hadn't, he's a guy who's that early in his career, but none of these guys have. You have to, when you draft somebody this high, like they drafted Burrow, and I don't see hardly any difference between drafting Burrow and drafting Fields as far as the commitment you're making. Um, you have to treat them like a franchise quarterback before they're actually a franchise quarterback because they will dictate the next several years of your franchise, whether you like it or not, whether they're fantastic or whether they're terrible, that quarterback that you draft that high is going to dictate your future for the next several years. You have to treat them like they're a franchise quarterback. Obviously, that didn't happen with Justin Fields in year one. I can't figure out, and I'm, I'm leaning toward it being probably a positive, that because of everything else that's happened in the NFL in the last 10 days, that the Bears and their hires have been able to kind of move in silence. Like, there's there's some anonymity to, to everything that they're doing, and, and I, I guess I kind of lean towards that being decent. Like, oh, okay, well, the Bears made new hires, no one's going crazy one way or the other. Let's let everyone get themselves situated and see what they do. Well, you have definitely the uh, smoke screen of the Brian Flores lawsuit where, you know, everybody's paying attention to that. And I, I don't know if smoke screen is the right word for that, but the distraction, obviously, as far as the Bears are concerned. Uh, and you didn't hire 
flashy people. You didn't hire Jim Harbaugh or Josh McDaniels or even Doug Peterson. You went with a very down-the-middle hire. And I think you also, Lawrence, locally, there's a ton of attention on the Bears in these moves. Uh, that's definitely the preoccupation in Chicago, regardless of what the fixation is nationally with mainly uh, Brian Flores versus the NFL and these other teams. In Chicago, I think the fan base is so jaded that the, it, it, in a way it works in their favor this time where they're not going to overreact either direction on this hire. You covered the NBA. What do you make of, of this blockbuster trade that's gone on with the 76ers and the Brooklyn Nets? What an amazing deal for the Sixers. I thought it was laughable that they were trying to make this trade of, hey, can we trade you a guy that refuses to play for us and uh, some draft picks that are going to be like in the mid-20s, you know, basically nothing for an MVP-level player. And I thought, like, come on, man. And then sure enough, the Nets say yes to it. Good deal. <laughs> it is. It's a, it's a good, I think it's a good deal for both teams, strangely enough, because I, I think that you, you're going to have Ben Simmons miraculously decide that he wants to play basketball again, and I think you're going to have James Harden do the same thing. Like, oh, my hamstrings are fine. Like, oh, I, I, I got traded here, and the Philadelphia training staff got me ready to go, and I'll be ready as soon as I get there to help out Joel Embiid. We need – Lawrence, the world waits to hear about these miracle cures. It's going to help a lot of people. I can't wait to hear what these guys found in their research and, uh, like, you know, these instant cures for their ailments are going to help a lot of people. I agree. I agree. It will help out a ton of us and some of us weekend warriors, too. We, we need all the help that we can get. So whatever James Harden has got for us as far as, as taking care of our hamstrings, is great. I, I think the NBA playoffs are just going to be a bleep load of fun this year with yes. all of this stuff. It's I can't wait for it, including the, and I, I feel bad because now when you start to rank the hierarchy of the Eastern Conference, you're not even really looking at the standings anymore. You're going, okay, Brooklyn, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Miami, and then you get to the Bulls, who've had a great season this year, and now it feels like, man – now we get to we get to change our expectations back to instead of Eastern Conference champions, maybe now it's like, will they get out of the first round of a playoff series? Yeah, but I think it's I think when you look at those top five or six teams, it's going to be fairly evenly matched where you could look at the top six seeds and say any one of those could conceivably win the Eastern Conference. Obviously, there'd be a favorite or a couple of favorites out of that group, but it's not going to be this massive gap between one and six, I think. Unless Harden goes to Philly and it just clicks perfectly. that That's possible. But I'm not just assuming that. I, I'm assuming that the trade makes them better, but it doesn't just make them a juggernaut that can't be beat. I, I would agree with that, and I, I appreciate you giving hope to the people because uh, this is a – I think this is a difficult day for, for Bulls fans because you go, oh, no, like – these were big moves, and I don't think the Bulls were in a position to make a big move. And they don't really need it. Like they, I, I looking at their roster, I, I go, they need a backup big, and they might need a point guard. But this is this is a good group that they have that can be competitive. Whether they can win in a series against Brooklyn if healthy, and if Ben Simmons is sharp, 
or Philly. Philly, they we know that they probably can't win against them because all of the evidence in games against Joel Embiid that, that, that they've had the last, were they 10-0 and 0 against them in the last, or 0-10 in the last 10 games against them? It doesn't seem like it's a good matchup for them, especially when you add James Harden to the mix. But I'm, I still find myself as a Bulls fan excited that the Bulls will at least get an opportunity. They'll get their crack at one of these teams, and hopefully they can have a lot of things go right. Yeah, and you're right. That's the right way to look at it. That's the those are the correct feelings. You don't you're not entitled to be disappointed and let down as a Bulls fan this year. I mean, I just, it takes have some perspective. Yeah, get some perspective is right. What do you think is is uh, a key? Like, what are what are the things that you're looking at for Sunday's game that that you think is the difference between them winning a team winning or losing the Super Bowl? I think it's going to be the Rams' defense, and they're specifically their defensive front with Miller, Floyd, and Donald. I think that you saw last year how Tampa Bay's defensive front pretty much neutralized or mitigated Patrick Mahomes. And I think both, that's going to be the difference, is both these teams can score a ton. And I think if you have one side really uh, kind of take the other offense out of the game, you have the potential for the Rams to blow them out. But it's hard to get a read on that Rams defense. They were number one in the league last year. This year they're more kind of like around that 10 to 15 range. And uh, both these teams have been similar in the playoffs offensively and defensively. So I'm not sure if that's going to happen. But Aaron Donald is a guy I'd be curious to watch for Super Bowl MVP because it's really, really hard for a defensive player to win it. But he has the name recognition tantamount to quarterbacks he's more famous probably than either of the quarterbacks playing in this game and he's been all pro what like eight times yeah and and he's playing next to a a defender that won the super bowl mvp too if he's if he's playing back if he's in the backfield all day and he gets like three three sacks or three and a half sacks or something like that i could see that happening and if that happens that speaks to my point where the Rams' defensive front, I think, is what could really change this game and blow it wide open for the Rams. And we'll see how how Joe Shiesty handles all of that stuff. Man, it's good to talk to you. I, I Sports adjacent this week is out. Uh, young Anthony Gill took care of it while I was in, in route back to Chicago. So what can the people expect from this episode of Sports Adjacent? Well, the return of Tony Gill. We had our own little Ben Simmons issue on our podcast, but uh, we were this, I texted Russ today. This trade would have been like if three weeks ago when uh, Tony was refusing to play for us, if we had somehow been able to trade Tony Gill for Jason Goff or something like that, like it makes no sense. I mean, that'd be a, that'd be a pretty good trade for those of us over at house of L. I mean, no diss to Tony Lawrence, Lawrence, this guy, he's off for like two months and our first phone call about him coming back, I'm like, all right, so when are you thinking about coming back? He's, he wants to do this whole, like, uh, mini film of him sending in a fax. It was so ego so Him sending in a fax saying, I'm back, like Michael Jordan did in the 90s. And I'm like, okay, well, we're not going to do that. And he goes, hey, also, I thought of a really good segment idea while I was away. And first I'm like, one, one segment? You thought of one idea the entire time you've been gone? Okay, what is it? And it's basically like, uh, what feels better, um, burping or sneezing? And the thing is, is that 
he wasn't on break from producing the podcast. He should be coming up with ideas all the time. Yeah, yeah, you would think. You would think. Well, I will definitely. My life. I will be listening to the Sports Adjacent podcast this afternoon, and it. I'm sure it will be fascinating. Have fun with the good weather out in L.A. and keeping your khakis nice and tidy for Miss Mary J. Blige. Will do. That is Jason Leisure. He covers the Bears for the Sun-Times and is now covering the Super Bowl for the Sun-Times. He does have a podcast called Sports Adjacent, and it's really funny. There's been a ton of news today, and what's crazy is that this seems to happen to baseball all the time. Baseball's like, hey, we've got some news. And then any other league is like, um, yeah, we also have news, and it's it's like a bigger deal than your news. But there was something that happened today that had it happened outside of a labor negotiation would have been the thing that people were talking about, writing about, tweeting about. I will discuss that. I will let you hear from, from Rob Manfred and some of the things that he had to say. It reminded me of something. Some of you all may already know if you follow me on Twitter. I'll share with you next here on The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on and podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device. Credit service ported. 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. When Alexander saw the breadth of his domain, he wept for there were no more worlds to conquer. We will get back to that. We appreciate you hanging out. Thank you so much. Back in Chicago. Spent the last 10 days out in Phoenix. It's great. It's great doing shows down there. It's nice to get home, though. And it's nice that, like, the weather is relatively pleasant here, which is good. 
I don't know if I won winter, but I won a portion of it. And it was cool to do what a lot of you are doing. You're you're finding out that you can do your job in multiple places. And it's kind of interesting like how many people are like, you know, since I'm doing this from home, I guess I could I could go someplace warm or I could go someplace I've never been and do my job. And I love that people are finding ways to enhance what it is that they do and the joy of what they do by doing some of it remotely. Now, I I will tell you that I am a creature of habit. And even when we first started doing shows from home, it was the rush of still being able to do and create and talk to people on the air was cool. And I started to go a little stir crazy probably around January of 21 and wanted to be back in the studio. The studio is where I feel most comfortable, like in almost anything, strangely enough. But it was cool to, to be out there and be out in Phoenix and the people out there were really, really terrific to me. And I appreciate the Odyssey Phoenix family for just letting me just hang out. I told them, I was like, put me in a closet. It's totally fine. As long as I have a good connection, we good. I have been working at this place since 1998. I've been here since 1998 as a producer. Started out producing Les Grobstein overnight. And I tell you, I have fielded so many phone calls throughout my 24 years at the score of the argument against and for a universal DA. Herbie, you're shaking your head. You've taken these phone calls too, right? This is a this is a a old school host trick to turn the phones on and get people riled up. What's your favorite sports movie? Right. What's your Mountain Rushmore of this garbage topic? Right. You think people have caught on that the top five is really just us make never mind. Anyway. This topic is a, it's one you put in your pocket. Back in the day when hosts didn't, weren't thinking about preparing shows during all-star breaks and stuff, and then they'd run in here and they'd be like, what's something that I could say that's going to get people to listen or call in? I know. What do you think about the DH? Should the DH be in the National League? 312-644-6767. Even five years ago, five years ago, if I would have started the show with, guys, there's breaking news in baseball. And that breaking news is that baseball in the next season is going to have a universal DH. It would be the number one story in sports. Meanwhile, the commissioner of baseball talked earlier today, and it was kind of an add-in. We've proposed an agreement that is better in every respect than the expired contract. For the first time in history, and despite substantial opposition by some clubs, We've agreed to institute a draft lottery to address the players' concern about clubs not competing. We've agreed to a universal designated hitter and the elimination of draft choice compensation. 
These changes will improve the free agent market by creating additional jobs that are often filled by veteran players and by reducing, actually eliminating the drag from compensation. Do you understand what just happened in that soundbite? The universal DH was the add-on. It wasn't the steak. It was the mashed potatoes. It wasn't even the mashed potatoes. It was the broccoli. He's chopping broccoli. That's what it was. Five years ago, we would have stopped everything. Everything to be like, guys, there's going to be, the Cubs are going to have a universal DH. We would have stopped everything to talk about a universal DH. Finally, every team in baseball will play by the same rules like every other league. It would have been the lead. George Offman would have been on here breaking in the coverage to tell you that that baseball is now going to have a universal DH. Mike Murphy's head would have blown off. Do you understand? Mike North would have been yelling at you for hours about how it's a stupid idea. And now it's just met with, yeah, we kind of figured that was the direction that it was going. Even the commissioner of baseball isn't that excited about it. Herbie, re-rack that. Re-rack that. Because I want you to understand how far we've come, and I think it's a really good thing. It's not even the first thing that he mentions. We've proposed an agreement that is better in every respect than the expired contract. For the first time in history, and despite substantial opposition by some clubs, we've agreed to institute a draft lottery to address the players' concern about clubs not competing. We've agreed to a universal designated hitter (laughs) and the elimination of draft choice compensation. These changes will improve the free agent market by creating additional jobs that are often filled by veteran players and by reducing, actually eliminating, the drag from compensation. He spent more time talking about both of the things that sandwiched the universal DH. How far we've come as baseball people overall, as Hall of Fame baseball people, is great. Where it's met with a, oh, yeah, that seems to make sense. It should probably just do that. Seems fine. We all knew it was coming. Yeah, great. But if we go far enough back on the timeline, and I think we only have to go back five years, that's a lead story. I don't even mean here. Like, if you turned on Channel 9 to five years ago, If we go back to 2017 and baseball announced that there was going to be a universal DH, it's a lead story. Dan Roan is up there in the A block explaining what this means to Michael Mater. Nope, not now. It's not going to be in the A block now. It's going to be buried in sports. As a, oh yeah, baseball decided today that They're going to change one of the the, the main rules of the game. 
baseball's had this rule since the inception that National League pitchers also hit. They did away with that in a press conference today. And we're all like, eh, okay. I was watching this press conference this morning on MLB Network. Shout out to Fran Charles, by the way. I would say, Herbie, see if you can give me Fran Charles, but you ain't going to be working here much longer, so I'll tell Brandon Fryer to do it. He was really good at explaining where things stand. That was one of the things that that Rob Manfred talked about where they are doing away. They're putting in a draft lottery, so you can't just tank and guarantee yourself that you're getting the top pick in a draft, that there is going to, they're getting rid of the draft compensation for free agents, all that stuff. Rob Manfred made it seem like things are moving in the right direction. I still think that when we're talking about the revenue sharing aspect of this and arbitration eligibility, that those are two wedge issues that they're not really close on. The revenue sharing is very, very specific and difficult and figuring out each team's position or each side's position is fascinating on where the concentric circles are on the concept of revenue sharing and the players kind of wanting teams to actually try and compete. It's it's I think we're a ways away. The the owners are going to present their new CBA to the players on Saturday. And then we'll see where things stand. It doesn't look great, but this is what the commissioner had to say about starting things on time. Rob, do you believe that we will have opening day on March 31st? I am an optimist, and I believe we will have an agreement in time to play our regular schedule. Are you prepared to miss regular season games? If, if I hadn't um, given consideration to what it would mean to miss games, I wouldn't be doing my job. Obviously, I pay attention to that. I, I, I see missing games as a disastrous outcome for, the, for this industry, and we're committed to making an agreement in an effort to avoid that. He didn't quite answer the question. The, the question was, y'all starting on time? What he said is, we're going to get all these games in, but I'm not going to commit to starting on time, even though I'm an optimist. In watching him in this press conference, he was doing some weird stuff. He was doing like, he had a little bit of a nervous laughter going on when he was talking. And I swear, when I'm listening to him talk, you know, I don't really have a lot of affection for Rob Manfred. I'm listening to him talk, and all I could imagine was this. Look, let's be straight, okay? It's obvious you're not some dumb schmuck up here to snatch a few purses, am I right? You're very perceptive. I watch 60 Minutes. I say to myself, these guys are professional. They're motivated. They're happening, i.e., they want something, huh? Now, personally, I couldn't care less about your politics. Maybe you're pissed off at the Maybe it's Northern Ireland. It's none of my business. I figure you're here to negotiate. Am I right? You're amazing. You figured this all out already. <laughs> hey, business is business. You use a gun, I use a fountain pen. What's the difference? Let's put it in my terms. You're here in a hostile takeover. You grab us for some green mail, but you didn't expect some poison pill was going to be running around in the building. Am I right? Hans, Bobby, I'm your white knight. I must have missed 60 minutes. What are you saying? 
The guy upstairs is things up, huh? I can give him to you. He's Ellis from Die Hard. I'm telling you, he was giving off major Ellis from Die Hard vibes in that press conference today. Hans, Boomy, I'm your white knight. Oh, it's so amazing. This is going to be interesting. I can tell you this much. The folks down in Phoenix, because I was down there for a week, when I, I've been down there in January and everything's getting ready, stuff, I, I stayed at this pretty awesome Airbnb. And I said to the guy, because I looked at the calendar and I was like, man, I need to get back down here, get some, get some more sun. And I looked at the calendar, and he's all filled up. And I'm going, okay, they have the Western man- uh, Management open, a Waste Management open, it's going on right now. Starts today. And then you're like, oh, I bet a lot of this is spring training. And so I told dude, I was like, listen, um, if you get some cancellations, holla at your boy. Maybe I'll make a weekend trip, get some sun, because I don't think there's going to be any baseball anytime soon. But maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they'll figure all this stuff out, and it'll be fine. But uh, it doesn't seem that way. I felt like Rob Manfred was trying to lead with some positivity today. Hey, we've agreed on this, 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 and this. That's cool. That's the window dressing of this negotiation. Let's see if they've come up in, in terms of the meat. Get Ving Rames up in there. Make sure the offer has the meats. Or else there's not going to be any baseball. We need to take a break. I watched something on the plane that I was sleeping on, and I'm so glad I watched it. It is really, really good. I'll share what it is next here on The Score. Lawrence Holmes, noon to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. There's something about watching stuff on a plane. Like, your level of engagement because of everything else that's around you is, like, you're really focused on stuff, and I think it has a bigger impact sometimes than just watching from your couch. I was watching the Bulls game until the Bulls game ended on my flight back from Phoenix. And then I was like, man, I have a little bit of time, but I don't have enough time to, like, watch a movie. Oh, by the way, don't watch Don't Look Up. Like, watch it because it's great, but it's going to make you furious. And there are a lot of – it is allegory. Anyway, I'm on the plane. I'm like, I don't have time for, like, a full feature movie. But I did have something that I had downloaded because I'm into the geek stuff. It's animated DC movie called Injustice. It came out last year. It's I think it's like 90 minutes long. It's really good. I've always thought that DC has done a better job with their animated universe and their television universes versus what they do on the big screen. Injustice would be a terrific movie for them to do. It'd be difficult because you'd have to ex- you'd have to create and explain a lot of characters to people. But if you're a DC fan that likes a good Holy Trinity story, Batman, 
Wonder Woman, Superman. This one's a good story. It's well done. And I think that they've got the Joker. Like, it's... They make... Let the Joker be the Joker. Instead of, like, a clown. No pun intended. But if you're looking for a good 90-minute animated superhero thing, Injustice by DC. Top-notch. Five stars. I'll talk with Parkins and Spiegel next here on The Score. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 